Hey loves, this is Constance of the Sovereign Goddess Podcast. Today we're focusing on why we attract cheaters. Our relationship was no surprise to me. It came with a warning, a warning from a close friend that if I didn't start to see the red flags now, they would all come crashing down on me in the absolute worst relationship I had ever been in, and that would be the one to wake me up. That is the one I was in before I met my husband. I thought what brought us together was being soulmates because that's what he talked about, how I was his soulmate, how I was just perfect for him, but it was all love bombing. What brought us together was trauma bonding. Looking back now, what you had was two people not ready to date each other or anyone else. Two people who were scared to be alone. We looked to each other to manage each other's insecurities rather than self-regulating, self-soothing. It was toxic as fuck. He made codependency sound so good. Two people who couldn't love themselves, trying to love each other and expecting the other person to fill the other person's cup every time, expecting the all from each other, but never able to do it for themselves. In our insecurities, we isolated ourselves to each other and felt victimized. Little by little, we lost the world, and when I tried to step back into it and hang out with girlfriends, he accused me of being out with men. I'd broken his trust by not isolating myself. No matter how much I cut off the world, it didn't secure his sanity for me. The more and more I was myself, the more insecure he felt. I found myself wearing sweatpants just so he could feel secure, but even when I did that, he thought I was lying about wearing them. I secured myself to four walls. I thought being a prisoner would keep us together into just being around my toxic, abusive family who loved him and would threaten to ruin my life if I left him. But, I, but still, whenever I wasn't in front of him, he thought I was cheating. And the truth was, he was cheating. I found the text when he used my tablet and left his Facebook Messenger open. It was the very first screen. I wasn't even looking for it. There it was. I had locked myself away as someone on layaway for someone who couldn't even pay the full price up front any day of the week. I had taken on guilt that wasn't even mine and shame. I wasn't enough for him. That was a lie that I told myself. The truth was, he wasn't enough for himself. He had zero value for himself that he could find in anyone else, no matter how many people he tried to find it in. If I couldn't fulfill him, then no one could, and no one could actually have him. Because unless you are available to yourself, you are unavailable to anyone. I could internally feel myself suffocating. I wanted to grow, but growth meant growing apart. Being alone was scary, even though I was already alone. I had the illusion that someone was there. I had cheated myself of life by dating him. It was no surprise in the end, the whole relationship was me being cheated. I had literally told the universe I'll cheat myself of friends, opportunities, sleep, my sanity, food, health, wealth, love, whatever it takes, my last breath to not be alone with myself, to not hear the deep truth of how much I had I have cheated myself of love within. So where does this come from, this need to suppress 
our intuition, this need, this need to stop abundance so that we feel safe. I mean, so others feel safe. To suffocate and suppress our need to grow. This comfort in settling for less so that we can have a peaceful life. I mean, other people can have a peaceful life around us as the war builds within, within ourselves, as we start to stop trusting ourselves because we ignore ourselves. It doesn't just happen in a toxic love relationship. This stuff is learned. You learn this early on when someone tells you that it's so selfish of you to put yourself first, to have needs and wants. It comes from having a toxic parent in your life. It comes from having a parent who is easily offended by you having so much as your own thoughts and feelings separate from them. Whether it's your mother or your father who always told you that that's selfish, that you want to do things that will help you to live a better life, to have a better experience than they did as a child. Someone that was always trying to to self-sabotage. So self-sabotage is actually taught at an early age. We don't hear that often, but it's the truth. Self-sabotage is self-cheating. It's you not allowing yourself to have all that you can, all the capacity of what you can have. So then we find because we learn to accept very little from our parents, but to give so much, That we look for that in relationships because it's comfortable. It's not that we want that necessarily. It's a comfort zone. I want you to imagine being a toddler, being told by your parents you can only go up to that, that line there and you can't go any further. It's the same idea with self sabotage. You were taught that it was safe to go only up to that line and otherwise you would get in trouble and something bad would happen until you can become comfortable with accepting more with receiving more from the world around you you cannot have it and that is a huge thing that is hard to accept and the reason this happens well I know for me this is why it happened is that I needed to learn to heal my masculine energy first To be that person that I was looking for in every relationship. That father figure that was missing for me. To be that strong security for myself and to discover it within myself. I had to look at what am I looking for in a man and how can I be that example for myself that I never had. How can I provide what I'm looking for so that when I see it outside of me, I know it's a healthy version. Because unless I'm doing it for myself, I cannot identify it outside. Because I have become my own parent. That is what happens when you grow up and you're out of your house. You now have to reparent yourself. And it is not an easy task. The reason I say it's not an easy task is we find ourselves when we aren't used to actual love. When we don't have it defined completely as This is not right, what I'm accepting right now, because this is what I learned early on. When you don't understand why you accept the things that you accept, then you have a hard time accepting better. And it's really important that you're able to do that because nice people 
are good guys can seem absolutely scary and not something you can be open to because you're looking for when shit's going to go wrong. So then out of fear, you leave good things for bad things and you wonder why do you keep doing this and you have this pattern and you can even tell yourself and create these stories that I, you know, I avoided that bad thing when really you were so scared to allow yourself to have something good because you feared it becoming all you ever knew. Because there may be even part of you that thinks other people can have that, but I can't because you were taught to accept less. You were taught to settle with whatever you got because otherwise you were selfish if you wanted more. As you learned to live in fear, you miss out on truly living because you're never present and available for what is available to you right now. You're only available to what could happen, all the fears, all the worries. We fear good guys when we don't know how to receive them. Until you can receive better from yourself, and it sounds awful to hear sometimes, but until you can receive better when you can actually accept more self-love within, we will always, always always destroy every relationship around us and accept less the truth is we were taught to reject ourselves and now it's time to accept ourselves you may be thinking why did they cheat on me and then you want to like understand the person go into the depths of why someone would do this and heal them no that's not what you want to do The reason that so many people jump from narcissist to narcissist relationship is that they got lost in the person without even being with the person anymore. I mean, think about it. When you're dating a narcissist, all you know is what will make them happy, and you understand them so much. You understand them more than you understand yourself, and that is the true error. If you leave the relationship and you continue to try to psychologically understand this person, while never understanding yourself. We are too much energetically aligning ourselves with what we don't want by being aware so much of what we don't want. We have to become more aware of ourselves because what we want is someone who is aware of us, who identifies us, who sees us, who hears us. We need to start turning the attention to where we want others to have it. It's time to dive deep into hearing our own hearts and hearing what causes us to do what we do and accepting what we accept and to hear how much love in our heart that we can receive. And that is something that I see too much of when people are studying to understand why does this happen to me? It doesn't answer that. It just answers why that person is the way they are. The other step of understanding why you choose these relationships is a whole other step. And then from there is stepping into your sovereignty, which is a whole other level that is just amazing to be at. So keep in mind, when we trust people who are distrustful, it's because we don't trust ourselves with anything. Maybe you always avoid decisions and say, I don't know. How about you decide? And you just let other people make the decisions because you're afraid of rocking the boat. Because someone told you that you're selfish. You're not selfish. 
or someone told you that your decisions are wrong or can't be trusted, the truth is that your decision was wrong for that person in their own perspective, but it was right for you. And it was a problem for them because they weren't getting what they wanted from you. Self-avoidance is what got us in the relationship with a cheater, and it won't help us now. What we do have power over is ourselves and understanding our patterns and why we choose the people we date, what they fulfill in us, what feels familiar about them, a false sense of safety from our inner child that's craving it. We don't want as adults. So we have to really, really look at this and understand what we do want and what that feels like and being calibrated to it. We can feel like everyone else, but us gets to date the perfect partner. And we figure quitting dating, that's the solution. Being alone is the best option since all we attract is people who can't tr- that can't treat us right. But the truth is, are you treating yourself right? We've tried being positive. What we haven't tried is what we haven't tried with ourselves, like taking time to get to know ourselves. We dive deep to relationships without knowing who we are dating, only to be surprised by the illusion of what we've been seeing. Maybe you grew up playing an illusion of being happy all the time, and now you're playing that illusion out in your relationships. We date people who meet us as much as we meet ourselves, which is sometimes not at all. What if you discover the illusion is that you have to settle for less? We date people who may not even have the capacity to have a conversation with us. It's just nice to not be alone and hear our own inner anguish. Because maybe having an inner dialogue with our higher self, with our intuition, is really painful. So we try to numb it with people who will quiet it down so that we stay in line with being the good girl still. We date people who need to be rescued, who act like victims, who portray that we portray in relationships we enter. And that is the hard part to admit. We're playing a victim, and that is the thing that we have to identify with to move into sovereignty, to move into living in our power, is accepting, hey, I've been a victim here, and I can choose to no longer blame anything and take back my power because when I blame things, when I give my power over to anything, then I can't create a life that I desire. I can choose to be overpowered. I can choose that or I can choose to be in power. So we give them all our energy and feel like we're drowning and feel just like we have nothing else to give. Not even to ourselves. The key to stopping dating narcissists isn't ever understanding why they are the way they are, but why we energetically need that type of person to date. Until we can look at our reflection and love what we see, all we attract is a shadow that we live in. It's valuable to understand how far back it expands to when you stopped hearing yourself. When did you become deaf to yourself and start hearing the world around you? We don't come into this world unable to know our needs a baby cries because it needs something there is so much that is beautiful about a newborn that gets dismantled by the world around it as it grows up depending on the struggles from within that are being reflected out by the adults around them 
Is there a parent who relies on you for their happiness? Is there someone that you're always micromanaging their happiness, that you're always making sure that you act and say certain things a certain way? Otherwise, they're going to lose their sanity because they can't manage their own sanity because they can't seem to self-soothe. So your entire life has been you walking on eggshells and making sure that you do all the right things to make their day perfect. Is that you? And if someone so much as does one thing that changes the entire atmosphere, you are rushing in to try and make sure that that person stays sane, that you've become pretty much, it's like you're playing God all day. And it's absolutely exhausting because... You have forgotten about yourself. Do you want to date someone trustworthy, loving, faithful, respectful, who makes you feel safe, who listens? All of this provides a feeling of security, the masculine energy. We have to start being able to provide these things for ourselves. You have to understand what was trust defined as in your family. Was it you not trusting yourself? Did your family treat you like you were trustworthy or that your inner compass was right? Or were they always telling you how dumb your ideas were or how crazy you must think that's okay to do something or how blood is thicker, but when it came to you, blood didn't matter. It didn't matter that you were blood, but it mattered that everyone else was blood. And when shit hit the fan and they didn't choose you, it was really messed up that you didn't accept it. I remember all the errors I made. You can be a high achiever, but when you leave school and the real world calls your intuition to do things that make a parent feel insecure by you leaving, you play small and you don't trust your desires. You don't trust your desires. You were told that what you wanted was wrong growing up. It becomes surprising when you don't fly and you sink to everyone around you when you had all the good grades. And the reason that you sink is because you never had that support around you to fly. Once you step into becoming that masculine energy that you need, that security, then it's time to start trusting your intuition again. And the way that I did this was I started using tarot cards, a pendulum, and I started talking to the universe and asking it for signs. It's something I learned from my cousin. And the more I asked for, give me a 42 universe, give me this, give me a butterfly with purple wings, As a sign that I'm on the right road, the more I started to find my life coming together and starting to feel safe to receive from the universe like I never received before, I felt myself opening deeply to hearing my higher self, which I didn't know that's what it was at the time, but I did. And I started to hear my deep yes and my deep no. And I had no issue right away telling someone they were not for me. I was aligned with no longer being a victim or a damsel. I had started healing the feminine and I was learning to surrender and receive. Some things I want you to keep in mind before we do a quick recap here. So, no, you deserve to be faithful to yourself. You deserve others to be faithful to you too. You don't need to wait on others to be faithful to you before you are kind and loving towards yourself. You are worthy of all of your own love, just as much as others are, in all of your own time. 
You don't need to contribute time towards others before feeling okay with giving yourself time. What you'll find is if you start to invest in yourself first, you will find that when you give to others, there's no resentment there and it feels good. It feels more fulfilling because you made sure that your cup was full first. Whoever told you that you were selfish for doing things for yourself was a really selfish person. And it's time to release that story, love, because it is not serving you. It is preventing you from living out the best days of your life. You are worthy of yourself and your own wants and needs being fulfilled for you. You are worthy of your own wants and needs being fulfilled by you. You don't have to wait around for permission anymore. You are in charge. You are the adult now. Stop waiting for another adult to tell you that, hey, you know what? You deserve to have those things because you know what? You're a person, and when you decide that you want or need something, you deserve to have it now. And no long, you no longer have to wait silently for someone to realize that you have wants and needs and to confirm it for you. Your confirmation comes from within, and that is worthy of being heard. You are worthy of being heard by yourself. You are worthy of yourself being heard by you. You're allowed to start healing and hearing yourself right now. You don't need someone to recognize that, hey, I think you need some healing, and you're the healer that you've been looking for and waiting for. You have the medicine within you to heal yourself and start creating the relationship you dream of within yourself and to start seeing it manifest outside of you now. Because the truth is, that deep, loving relationship you're looking for, it's within you. So let's keep these things in mind as we move towards having those dream relationships that we desire. Not just in love, but in our work relationships in our friendships, in our family relationships, in any relationship that we come across today. So in conclusion, dating is like shopping. And when I say shopping, I'm talking about food shopping. Don't go shopping when you're starving. Don't go shopping when you're desperate. So don't date when you're desperate. You're more likely to choose junk food over something good for you. We settle when we choose things while starving. And when we, we tend to choose things that lessen our own health, our own wealth. We're not thinking about what would be best for us when we're starving. We're just thinking about eating. That's not when you start a relationship. Two, accept that you are comfortable in drama and dysfunction. It's how you know how to function. This is your functioning area. Learn to be good to yourself so you stop running from good guys or feeling like they suffocate you with all their goodness as you feel uncomfortable that they are so nice. Because in the past, when someone was nice to you, they wanted something or they were about to hurt you in some way. So you're just waiting for something bad to happen. Understand what love was when you were a child and how the love you were given is unaligned with the love that you want. Learn to give yourself the love that you want so you can start to ease into how good it can feel to receive it from others. And you'll stop running from good guys and stop telling yourself that you're unworthy of that. It can help to do generational healing. 
knowing how far back dysfunction goes in your family's relationships and deciding it ends with you. Three, stop accepting babysitting as dating. Know your values and know what makes you happy. Decide that you can have your cake and eat it too. The right person won't need you to drop yourself, just completely dismantle everything you've ever built. And some of us are just succeeding. And then when we, when we hit a certain level, we find someone that is really toxic for us to level us back down to being that good girl again. And you don't have to always do that. It is not your job to micromanage someone's life and act like their mother to provide for them to be that father figure you never had or mother figure for someone else. You deserve yourself being that loving spirit that you're giving out to someone who is just who is just being completely toxic to you and draining you. Four, take time to get to know yourself. You're not doing this in relationships, and that's the problem as to why you're like, oh my god, that's not who I thought I was dating. Why are they a monster now? Because you never get to know yourself either. If you don't know yourself, you're not going to know anyone you date. It is just the way it is. It's a reflection. When you take the time to get to know yourself and to find out all the awesomeness that is within you, you can see awesomeness outside and date awesomeness. But if you're just avoiding all the toxic things within yourself, you're going to find a bunch of toxic things in other people that you didn't see before. You're going to be oblivious to it, too, because maybe you're so used to to faking happiness because it's what you grew up with. So just because people refuse accountability doesn't mean it is yours or that you have to partake in their bullshit. You can walk away. Trust the red flags that you see are red flags. It's not that you can't trust yourself. Remember, red flags are red flags. The way that we start doing this is seeing that we were right about trauma others used against us in childhood and manipulated us with. The way that we start doing this is by seeing that we were right about our own judgments. It's okay to judge people because judgment can keep us safe. Judgment gets like this bad call in religion sometimes, but it keeps you safe. It keeps you from being manipulated, from manipulation from others. So when we judge people as bad early on, we can find that they start to try to manipulate us to not be accountable for their actions, for hurting us. Because to be accountable for hurting us means that they're wrong and that being wrong in front of a child can feel very embarrassing. But... Never being accountable teaches our kids to not be accountable. It's, it's very toxic. Or to just allow others to be pushing them too. Do you want other people pushing your child and manipulating your child in relationships early on is the question. So number eight, what someone else calls healthy could be toxic to you. You don't have to settle for their idea of toxic being healthy. Trust yourself. If it's toxic to you, then it's toxic. That's it. You don't need someone else's opinion on this. Nine, someone telling you not to trust yourself is toxic. The right person will not make you feel like you can't trust them and you can't trust yourself and that you can't trust anyone. They won't tell you that, oh, those people are saying this to make you do this and all these other things and playing all these other mind games with you. 
The right person won't need to alter reality to work in their favor as their own truth. You won't have to deal with that. They'll allow you to trust your senses and trust what you hear and they will support you in whatever you feel and in whatever you feel is right for you. Even if it's leaving them, they won't try to manipulate manipulate you into staying. So 10, adults can admit to being wrong and apologize. I'm talking about real apologies here, not the bullshit ones that they say just to ring you along. Number 11, you're allowed to want more, and if someone can't provide it, then you're allowed to find someone who does provide it. You're allowed to have your wants and needs again met. 12, proclaim what you are calling in and receive it now from not just loving relationships, but from work, yourself, your family. And if it's not given, learn to set boundaries and say no. Learn to say no to things that are no for you instead of saying yes to it still and hoping for the best. Because you can hope and hope and hope that a fish will be a dog one day, but it most likely won't. So that is the same of human beings. Know that you are worthy of receiving and being in alignment with all that you desire in all your relationships, in every single one, whether it's in love, in your friendships, in your work relationships, your family, or any other relationships that you have. You deserve the very best. But first, you must give yourself the very best, and you deserve to have the best from yourself. Let me know what you found helpful in this episode and share it with anyone who is going through cheating, who is trying to break those cycles, and let's see them break them now. And I'm so excited for you to be breaking your cycles for you and for generations to come. Have an amazing day.